Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Today, I am joined by Wendy Woods, a highly accomplished certified professional coach, ACE certified coach, and MBA. She has a degree in psychology and a certificate in mindful meditation. She is the founder of Watershed Training Solutions and Wendy Woods Coaching. Almost most importantly for our conversation, though, is that Wendy's a woman who knew she wasn't living the life she was meant to lead, and she took action to change it. Her courage took her on a path to dedicating her career to helping others rediscover who they are and get them back on track with their own journeys. I am thrilled to have Wendy as our guest today. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Um, so let's get started with the path that you chose for yourself. So you started uh, by creating Watershed Training Solutions. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So that was um, a little later on in my career. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I was going to become self-employed. Okay. It was just kind of, you know, you have that gut feeling. Yep. So I knew that I would do that. And I ended up doing it sooner than I thought because of circumstances. Uh, and it was the result of going to a career coach. She wasn't a career coach. She was more a career counselor. Okay. And we helped identify an areas that I'm more passionate that were more in line with what I wanted to do. And that was training. And so when I started Watershed Training Solutions, it was all about going into companies and doing training all around the soft skills. Okay. So that's how I started that. And it was after a process of self-discovery and working with someone to help me really hone in on who I was and what would make me light up. Oh, I love that. What makes you light up. But before you even got into the coaching and that sort of discovery, what was the trigger point to, to make you think, okay, I have to go get a coach to help me. What was sort of that tipping point? Yeah. So it was really interesting. I spent a number of years working in financial services. Okay. And the last job that I had was, it was fantastic because I learned a ton and we were launching uh, it was like an incubator and we were launching a new oh, website. Wow. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. We're financial advisors. And I think there were like five of us that started on the team. So I learned a ton and I learned, I learned a ton in terms of business okay. and lessons and sales and negotiating deals And I learned a lot about myself too, Mm. because I was not towards the, uh, after we had launched the site and my boss had changed, uh, I was not happy. I was really not. 
Yeah. So it was sort of that gut feeling that something wasn't sitting right with you and that this didn't feel like a fit. It, well, it was so uncomfortable all the time. Okay. Yeah. So every, you know, for the first while it was fine. And then it got to a point where it was like every single day I was walking into work stress, Mm -hmm. like, and I couldn't get away from that stress or that discomfort, even on the weekends, it was just all consuming. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was, and I knew I needed to make a change. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure. And I started looking, I had done marketing and in financial services and I started looking into jobs there and I was getting tons of interviews. It was crazy. (laughs) And nothing was working, nothing. I didn't want any of them. And finally, a friend said to me, I think you should go to career counselor. Oh, perfect. Okay. So someone who knew you really well just kind of suggested something that took you on a completely different path, actually. Well, it was really helpful because I was forcing a route that wasn't going to work for me. Yes. When you feel like you're forcing instead of flowing, that's when you know something's not right. Yeah, but at that moment, I didn't, I couldn't quite figure it out, but she had the foresight to go, you know, something's not working here. So that was really, really helpful. So what I think is great about what you did there was that, you know, you're questioning something, but you vocalized it and you spoke to someone close to you and you spoke to sort of your trusted circle of people and and one of them triggered something for you that then sent you on another path because I think a lot of times we try to deal with everything ourselves and internalize everything and think that we're going to solve all the problems if we learn how to meditate or we learn how to do something online or you know so I think it's so important that we reach out to others and talk things out and actually vocalize them to get even triggered to follow your curiosity somewhere else. Right. And it was funny because it wasn't a long drawn out discussion I had with yeah. her. Yeah. It was just this one thing that she's like, I think this would be helpful. And it was kind of one of those light bulb moments, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. And I invested in that both my time and my money. Mm-hmm. And it took me on a completely different path. That's amazing. And so you went through the coaching process, you identified the training was your thing. How did you name your organization Watershed Training Solutions? I'm a, I'm a total, total water baby. Yes. So <laughs> I, I'm a swimmer. I love, I'm just happiest when I'm on, in, or by the water. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's funny because I hadn't named my company. And then finally a friend said, it's enough. you got to name your company. <laughs> And I knew it had to be related to water. He's like, just go into a thesaurus and go through. So I went through a bunch of words and watershed showed up. And watershed is obviously something in nature, but it's also a change of course or action. Ah. Yeah. And I wanted my courses, my training to do that for other people. I gotcha. So that's where, yeah. And what I noticed, and obviously our it's listeners, it's funny. our listeners can't see you, but I'm like, you said watershed, and you just you lit up something in you. Just said yes, that's the one. That's the name right there. And you know what? 
amazing about that is we really have to listen to what lights us up because it's all, it's not just in the name of my program, but when I think about what I want to do and how I want to help the world, it's related to water. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that one love is impacting so many different areas of my life and that passion. I and love sometimes that. we just need to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's your passion, your love, something that lights you up that you've now brought into your business that is all about lighting other people up. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love really, that. And yeah. It, it was just, yeah. Kiss me. <laughs> and how did that journey through this training organization lead you to also establishing Wendy Woods Coaching? And what's the difference? Yeah, so I started with the training and I really enjoyed it. And it was perfect for where I had come from. It allowed me to really loved helping and supporting people. And actually, when I was working in that last job, one of the things I realized through the career counseling and the work I did was I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I love supporting people. And the role I was in had none of that. So I wasn't leveraging off of my passion, my strengths. I was, I was kind of running on empty because I couldn't dip into a pool that, or resources that were continuously being rejuvenated, if that mm. makes sense. You were just being drained at that point. Yeah. As opposed to something flowing back to you and, and the fulfillment that you get from running your organization. Exactly. So I started Watershed and I did the training and then for years I went back and forth. Do I get certified? Do I not? Do I, you know, and people fell on both sides of the argument until one day a client said to me, I wouldn't hire you to do coaching unless you were certified. Okay. Another light bulb moment. Like I'm going to get certified. So And I knew that something was missing from the training because I felt like I wasn't really going deep with clients. Okay. I really, one of the things I love about coaching is you see someone on their journey. Mm. Like I have one client, so I do career coaching, leadership and executive coaching. And I have one client and we started working together last summer and she got a new job. She lost a new job. She just got a, a new job. And the difference in her from when we first met to how she's showing up now is that 180 degree change. So it's, oh, I love that. Oh, it's, I just, it makes me so happy. And that's the fulfillment and the rejuvenation that you weren't getting in, in the previous role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that it was a client actually that triggered the certification for you in that whole conversation, because not only did that trigger you to do something differently, but that client was doing something that we very often don't do as women and that set a boundary and not settle for anything less than the standard that you want and articulating that. Yeah. And I think it was really, I can't imagine not having been certified at this point. Right. I, I just, it, um, The standard is high. It's allowed me to go into so many different things and and meet incredible people. So 
that was really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was I had been doing a training, mostly training, and then I started transitioning more to coaching. Okay. And I just love the coaching. <laughs> I loved it. And I you can really hear it in your voice and see <laughs> it in your smile, how much you love it. Absolutely. I do. And so I realized that the training I enjoyed, but it was a different feeling than the coaching. Yeah. The coaching, I remember one day at the very beginning of my coaching journey, my back had gone out oh. my problems. And I was, I had a client and my, I, I could barely move, but I, I sat on my bed. I got in a position and I coached and I Amazing. was so present and my back didn't bother me because I was doing what I loved. So your mind got cons completely consumed and you almost the pain went away because you weren't even thinking about it at that point. I was just totally present with my client. Yeah, it was great. That's amazing. Um, so you really embrace all of the things about you that make you unique. Is that, is that the key? Like, is that the thing that sort of turns things around for all, like most of your, I know it's a big generalization, but how important is it for us to embrace that uniqueness that we all have? Well, it, you know what? It took me a long time. Mm -hmm. It took me a very long time. And now I understand why it didn't quite fit the corporate mold. Okay. Because I am different. I'm kind of quirky. I like ideas <laughs> and different things. And yeah. it was a great experience. But yeah, it wasn't really who... I was. Mm. So the key at the end of the day. And knowing how you operate, like what, what does get you excited? What does light you up? I love ideas and, you know, coming out with new ways of doing things and no one's going to stop me in my own business. The only thing that stops me is time <laughs> <laughs> and the ability to execute. But I, you know, I can come up with all kinds of things. I can, I'm not in a box. I'm not a box person. That's great. And so you have all this freedom and you mentioned time just then. How do you, how do you balance life now that you're running your own um, business? Cause we, I think we get lost with time management and balancing life in corporate, but also entrepreneurs and founders and those of us running our own businesses, like you just pour your heart and soul into it. So how do you, how do you balance that with with your needs as a human. <laughs> well, and you know what, it ebbs and it flows and it changes, right? So I go on vacation and I don't mind coaching people, right? And some people oh, will be like, oh, yeah, like I'm renting a cottage this summer and I'm sure I'm going to be coaching some clients from up there. I'm like, that is great. After mm -hmm. that, I can go for a swim. Oh, yeah. Um, my idea of balance may be different than some other people's. Yeah. Although having said that, there are times when at the end of the day, I feel full up and I have to be aware of when I really need to step away because I'm not being effective. So I'm still challenged by it. I have to say, I also have decided what part of this journey for me was, what do I want my life to look like? Mm. So 
I don't want to be working 80 hour weeks. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, can, maybe there are weeks when I have to, I work weekends, whatever. Sure. As long as it's aligned with joy and where I'm headed and what's important for me, then that's okay. That's perfect. And you can curate that exactly as you wish right now. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier than other times to do, <laughs> but you know, it's like, I'm, we all make choices, right? Mm, so yeah. one of my values is freedom. Ah. And so being self-employed gives me the freedom to do a whole bunch of things and then sometimes not. Right. So mm -hmm. to go on vacation and say, I'm going to coach some people, you know, it doesn't bother me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's freedom, freedom and flexibility, which also comes with the other side of, you know, it means you're always looking for clients. It means that, you know, so yeah. no scenario is perfect. It's picking something that works for you. <clears throat> that's aligned for your vision, for your life, for maybe your family, your career. That's really, you know, don't live somebody else's dream. I love that. And I actually loved in the be very beginning of our conversation, you said, you know, you started this journey a little bit later in life. And I think we put so many expectations on ourselves or society does about the milestones and where you should be at whatever age and certain things, but we are truly on our own journey. So you're, you're a reassurance that your own path will unfold in, in the right time. Yeah. And, you know, for many years, so I got an MBA, but I wasn't a, I wasn't in a box. I wasn't a lawyer. Right. I wasn't an accountant. I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't a pure marketer, like packaged goods. Yes. I never had that sort of label. And, but I did, I did marketing, but it was different mm -hmm. uh, in financial services. And so there were times I just felt like, who am I? Right? Like what? where's my expertise? I'm more of a generalist. And it was, it, it weighed on me. Yeah. And now it's like, I found my home and that wow. what I do is not just a, a job, but it's my life. And so it took a long time. It wasn't, you know, for a long time that I sort of had that identity that worked for me. And so I didn't know if I'd ever find it. Mm. And I guess you listen to, we were talking earlier about the whispers, right? I believe yes. that the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe. Yep. Gives you hints, right? And it helps you along and it's important to listen to them. And when we're, go when we're going in the wrong direction, it usually shows up because it's harder Yes. We're not happy, which is what happened to me in my career. Mm -hmm. I was so anxious, like 24-7. Right. And had I really, I had tunnel vision at that point in time. Had I taken a step back earlier, I would have said, you know, this is not the right place for me. Like what, what's going on? But I was trying to fit into a, 
a mold. I was trying to make it work. I was that external thing about what should I do versus what works for me? Who am I? That should is sort of looming over our heads constantly. And it's, you know, you said it, you were in this high stress, high anxiety, highly unpleasant experience. It's really hard to pull yourself out of that and think differently. How did you, how do you, how do you do that for our listeners who are currently like in this mayhem and potentially bound 30 minutes to listen to a podcast somehow? Um, How do they do that? Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, if you're, you know, look at where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Are things going smoothly? Do you feel more positive than negative? Or are you feeling stressed? Like things aren't working or you're working, you're pushing water uphill. If you're yeah. pushing water uphill, hmm, that's a sign or things aren't going um, sort of, and not that things go perfectly all the time, but overall, then start reflecting, whether it's through meditation or journaling, maybe asking the people around you, right? That one friend yes. said that one thing to me, which shifted the direction of my career and my life. Yeah. yeah. So don't be afraid to reach out to other people. And, you know, there might be people that don't support you on that. Oh, you've got a good job. Why would you leave? You've got a You're crazy. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they have their opinion. Sure. And, and that's fine. What about the other people that n- know you want more or you're not happy? Mm-hmm. What do they have to offer? What, you know, how can you start looking into this? Obviously, I'm biased. I'm a coach. So I would say go to a coach. <laughs> go and get some support. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, that's an investment. But just sort of you can pick up different books or um you know, what color is my parachute or, or do different assessments online to see, am I in line with where, where my interests are, where my right. skills are, my strengths? Yeah. The problem was that job that I was in, I wasn't using my strengths and I wasn't using my interests. And so it was very depleting. Mm. Now it's not depleting because I'm using my strengths and I've developed skills in the area of coaching. So if you're not happy, if you got one life. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it can seem scary. And, and what people often do, and I have clients that do this, they say, well, if I leave, then this means I'm going to have to be a starving artist or I'm going to, I'm laughing because I do that. If I do this, then this, 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 and I'll work out the worst possible scenario. Right. (laughs) I've been there. And how many of us have been there, right? Yeah. But what we forget is there are shades of gray in between. And there are other ideas and solutions that maybe we haven't thought of. So to engage other people in this process, whether friends or family or a third party, is really helpful because it doesn't have to be, oh, if I leave my job, then I'm going to be scrambling as an entrepreneur. No. Right. Maybe you reduce, you know, some people have gone down to four days a week and three days sure. a week or come back and consult for their companies. There are so many options, especially today, and right. so many permutations and combinations to be yeah. successful and get on your, your path. Yeah. It's amazing. 
it's, but, you know. Yeah. And I, I love that you were talking about actually, you know, self-reflecting, which means go internal and reflect that way, but also the importance of going external to the right people, you know, to your close and trusted circle of people. So you have to go internal and external. Um, and on that internal side, when it comes to mindfulness, how, what's the first, like the very first thing you have to do to, to be mindful? Because I'm sure people hear that all the time, oh, you must live a purposeful and mindful life. And they have no idea what that means. So could you tell us a little bit about that too? Absolutely. And uh, mindfulness is very mainstream now. Yes. Many people think it's being in the present all the time. And yes, that's a goal, but it's not realistic. So, you know, whether we're, we're sitting in a meditation or we're doing meditation in action, like when you're cooking or if you're driving, being really present, Mm -hmm. your mind's going to wander. Right. So we're actually, when you notice the wandering and bring your focus back, it's strengthening the part of the brain that's responsible for attention. So the mind is a wandering mind. It's going to wander. Yeah. And it's the action of bringing yourself back constantly that is important, not just the emptying your mind and being fully present all the time. So you said when the mind wanders, that's um, the part that needs attention or is it the part that when you're bringing it back? When you bring it back. So for example, today I practice mindfulness and of course I'm always amazed, you know, what comes up in the process. Sure. So it's noticing, oh, my mind is wandering mm-hmm. and bringing it back to one example is my breath. Okay. Let's okay. come back and focus on the breath. And right. it's that action of noticing and bringing it back that strengthens that part of the brain that's responsible for attention. So, okay. yeah. And breathing, just even the simple act of breathing, taking a few minutes to breathe. Mm. Because our breath often indicates our mental state, right? When we're breathing, oh, okay. yeah, when we're breathing shallow at our chest, could be nerves if it's rapid breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can take even a few minutes to just pause and do some deep belly breathing, it can help anchor us. Okay, so even just something as small as paying attention to, to if your mind is wondering how to pull it back and then paying attention to how you breathe. Even yeah. Throughout the day. And, you know, if your mind is wandering, part of mindfulness is non-judgment. It's being present and mm-hmm. non-judgment. So if your mind wanders, don't say, oh, God, there it goes again. <laughs> you know, get all upset. Bad brain. <laughs> <laughs> Just say mind wandering and bring it back because the mind wanders. It's about 40, I'm trying to think, 49% of the time based on research. So, oh, okay. It's a natural state of the mind. And it's, I suppose that's your creativity also. Um, it can be, right? Yeah. When we just let our minds go and then you're in the shower and you're like, wow, that's an awesome, that's an awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done on the wandering there. We'll yeah, write that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you talk a lot about how you went through the coaching process and you found your passion. And, and from what you said, even 
when you're on vacation, you don't mind coaching because it, it probably doesn't feel like work to you, but it, it broke it. The fact that it's your work is kind of a bonus. It's just you doing what you love to do. Um, and I, I'm sure you went on a, a huge journey to get to that point, but the question that's often out there for people is, you know, we're all told, go find your passion, follow your passion, but there's so much more to that question. And it's really hard for people to answer that question sometimes or find that. So how would you suggest that our listeners kind of go along that path? Because, you know, as you mentioned, coaching is a, is a big investment and for a lot of yes. it's very yeah. much worthwhile, but there are realistically people who are in these situations where they're very unhappy that you probably you're not in a position to invest in that coaching yet. So how can we help them sort of maybe start to find what path or which curiosity to follow um, in their own lives? So one of the, there are a few simple things you can do. Think back to when you were a child. What, okay. what did you love to do? What came naturally to you? Yeah. What has been kind of a consistent theme in your life, right? Okay. I, you know, I always loved helping people. I wanted to be a clinical psychologist at one point. Um, the other thing I did was I wanted to be on stage. You could see me in our family movings, running in and out of the camera. And twirling <laughs> and so that would it. be my other, my other career if I could, but yeah. So, Listen to some of the hints from your childhood and the things that come naturally to you that you think you dismiss because they come so naturally to you. So oh, for, right. Okay. Yeah. For example, for years, I, you know, I cold call for jobs and I would meet people and reach out. And I, I was kind of, I guess, fearless and people would say, wow, I can't do that. I'm like, it's easy. And I dismissed it. But it was actually a strength, which mm -hmm. I built into workshops because not everybody had that. So look at where other people are going, wow, look at you. And you're like, nah, nah, you know, that's not a thing. Yeah. Or even where you feel like, oh, that, that's super easy. Don't dismiss those things, the things that come naturally to you. Yeah. The things that are easy. What are those for somebody else? They may not be easy. Yeah. Right? And someone could benefit from you. Well, whether it's teaching or being involved in that area. Yeah. You, uh, I think you described it as pushing water up a hill, or I've also heard it as like, you can't teach a fish how to climb a tree or something like that. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. I love but it. Like if you're, if you are in the wrong place and you're forcing, it goes back to that forcing versus flowing you're right. We concentrate on how do I learn how to do that thing that I'm not built for versus how do I flow and leverage my strength and, and go down that other path? Right. And, you know, it, it may not be, it may not be a quick thing. It may take a bit of a strategy and may happen over a number of years. Sure. Yeah. To transition or to make changes, or if you need courses or more experience, Mm -hmm. But understanding sort of like, okay, you know, here's where I'd like to go. Right. Using a simple example of uh, what we were talking about before. Okay, I want to leave my corporate job and set up my own business. Right. You know, maybe it's slowly making sure you have clients because going out on your own is fantastic. I love it. And you have to still pay bills, right? Yes, so yes either, you have to live. Yes. 
<laughs> you have to live. So either you have a lot of money that you've saved, probably more than you would imagine. That's one. You yeah. have a job that brings in money. Yep. Right. And you can transition or you have opportunities to make money because in that area, it sometimes takes much longer than what we might think. Right. Yes. So, but remember that you can chart out a course for yourself and you can get there. Don't think all is lost because, you know, it may take you a year or so. I mean, obviously, if you're in your 60s and want to go to medical school, you can probably still do that. But look at the obstacles, right? And the amount of energy you have. But don't give up and figure out a way. I'm one of these people, I always say, if someone, you know, if I can't get in the front door, I go in the back door or the side door. Mm, Or a window. (laughs) Exactly. So what are those options? And bounce up by people that want to see you succeed and have ideas. Uh, God, there, you know, I used to keep everything to myself and then I got smarter and realized that, no, start running these ideas by the people in your network, the people that care about you, and you'll be so much more successful. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's also like some people, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So you don't have to necessarily leave unless it's obviously making you miserable every day. And that's a different conversation, but if you're okay in, in your job and in your career, there are other ways to bring in your passions and to add to your life. It's not a whole black and white conversation, right? Yeah. For some people, it could be, you know, maybe that passion is on the side and maybe it parlay into a business. Maybe not. Maybe it just raises your energy level so that, you know, you can do what you're doing. It depends. Obviously you have to take a look at your circumstances, right? Right. You know, what do you need? Who are you supporting? What, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, but there are all kinds of amazing organizations right now set up for supporting women, women entrepreneurs, women Mm. in tech, women in coaching. Um, So, and there are scholarships and all kinds of different things that are available. What's the best way to find those resources? Uh, I would suggest going to, so the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs is something that I did. Okay. Was there a fee? There was a pretty nominal fee to get a mentor. Oh, okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, But I would go through to women's associations, like um, I'm just throwing out some names, but Women's Executive Network Mm. or um, so the Coaches Training Institute or Coactive Training Institute, as it's now called, they're doing some um, some kind of coach training for people of color. Okay, great. Which I think is fantastic because it's way, you know, we need much more diversity of thought. So that's an area that people could look into if you want to be a coach, if that's something you're considering. They're they're actively um, have some kind of program in place. So I would just look at different women's groups and see what do they have? How do they support others? Do they provide mentors? Do they have programs that are highly subsidized or fully subsidized? 
Yeah. I was just going to do a quick pitch for Courage in Action because we do have a mentoring program now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, as you're mentioning the mentoring program, I'm like, oh, you could contact Courage in Action and apply. Um, and I'm actually a mentor in that program. So it's great uh, as well. That, so. Quick fantastic. pitch for <laughs> Courage you know in what? Action. So. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic because I've had mentors and that's very different from a coach, but they've saved me a lot of time and heartache. Yeah. Yeah. It's just having somebody there who holds you accountable, right. To actually take those steps that you need to. And also someone in my case, it was coaches who had gone before me who Mm, had systems and processes in place. So I didn't have to recreate the wheel. It was hugely helpful. Yes. Yes. Those who have the experience before us um, learning from them. That's great. That's a great tip. Um, so what would you say uh, to, you know, young women out there or older women out there, should correct myself, but women on the start of their journey to kind of making a jump or a change in their careers? Well, first of all, I think that I just look at women today and I am amazed at the opportunities. I mean, obviously we have further to go, but women today can have a a lot more of having it all than they might've had in the past, which is amazing. Like, you know, on, on Instagram, I follow different women. They're having babies, they're running companies, they're doing all kinds of, (laughs) it's not for everyone. I'm always, you know, amazed at what they're doing. Um, But it's, you know, don't get discouraged. Don't, what's your dream? And maybe you don't have a complete picture of the dream, but maybe you got two or three pieces of that puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as you, you know, see if you can fill in more pieces yeah. and don't pass it up. You're never one, you're never too old <laughs> or too far down the road of having, you know, you can always learn new things. It's being open and having the motivation and going through the side door, the back door, or the window. <laughs> That's perfect. And what would you say you want your legacy to be? The end of this wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. So I, one of my coaches told me about a fantastic book called The Answer. And it is one of those books where you go through it and you complete it as you're going through it. So you have okay. to be ready to, to spend a bit of time. And it asks all kinds of wonderful questions about what's important, your legacy. And I realized by going through that book, my legacy, what I really, really want is to be able to clean up water in Canada. So lakes, streams, that would be my dream. I haven't figured out, you know, exactly how to do that, but I am trying to work with different organizations around the environment or the, um, the circular economy. So oh, I love that. That's amazing. What a great goal that is. It's, and what it's I, big. And if anyone out there knows of an organization that, <laughs> that I should be talking to, I'd love to hear. Absolutely. And what I, I love about that is that it shows you like, you know, you would think, oh, she's a founder of these coaching companies training. What's her passion? She's following it. She's done great. Like, but you're not, you have this other big, wonderful goal that's coming up. 
um, that's going to be a whole new adventure for your life and it keeps going. Well, and, and I think, you know, one of my things is, is learning, but having so many passions, right? So yes, the water thing. And then I think, okay, when I reduce the amount of time that I'm coaching, I want to dig into, you know, languages and all kinds of, like, mm. I just, the world is has so much to offer. And I just, you know, I'm not going to be done for a long time with it's water yeah, you're until you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's so much more I want to do. And when you have that and you think about what's next for me, it fuels you. And that's rejuvenating. And it kind of brings us full circle on the conversation. Yeah. That if you're in a situation where it's draining, step back, self-reflect, go in, talk about it because you want to be in a space where you're constantly rejuvenated and the energy you just had talking about that, like water being your next dream, but there's so many more languages and all the other things. And there's just so much excitement and energy around it. It's amazing. I love it. Thank you. And I'll, you know, whoever is listening, I'll make an offer that if they want, you know, if they want to talk to me for 15, 20 minutes about coaching or about my journey, I would, you know, you can share my contact details and I would be happy to support them in any way I can. That's amazing. That's so kind of you. Thank you for that. We'll definitely put your contact information into the description of the podcast as well. Okay. That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Any other words of wisdom that you would like to share before we wrap up for today? Oh, (laughs) what, what, you know, just live your life your way live your life your way I love it I think that's what I'm going to call the podcast episode title live your (laughs) life your way thank you for that (laughs) it's amazing it's been wonderful chatting with you Wendy thank you so much Um, I'm sure our listeners learned so much from you and and your offer to chat with anybody out there who would like to is truly, truly, truly um, appreciated. Thank you so much for that. Oh, my pleasure. Well, part of it too is paying it forward, right? So many people have been so good to me. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure meeting you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.